Hey, M4Edge listeners, thanks for being curious. Today's episode is a return to Ricky's Reports from the Edge, where we check back in with Ricky Butch and his startup, Locatricity. Ricky shares some of the frustrations of just trying to get a meeting when you're pitching an idea. and also shares with us some of the latest evolution in his thinking for what Locatricity's value proposition is. Enjoy the episode. So Ricky, what is the latest report? What's going on? And actually, before you get there, Ricky, one curiosity I have is uh, we're recording this in the middle, late August. What is summer like for the startup world? Do you get to slow down like the rest of us or is there really no rest for the weary? Well, well I would say, Marco, is that I, would, I certainly would want to keep moving as fast as I possibly can. I think the challenge is that I have to work with other people's schedules. <laughs> And so maybe with on, not on my own volition, but uh, just circumstances beyond my control, um, it has been a little bit of a slower couple weeks here in August um, than I would have liked. And, uh, but that's, that's something I guess you just have to deal with when you're trying to get people to respond to your requests and they happen to be out of the office for two or three weeks at a time. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, it's been, it's like I said, you know, it's been, uh, I was hoping I would have a little more progress, um, but the challenge, of course, has been just, I think, where we are time-wise in the year. Uh, but that being said, you know, we've we've had a little bit, I've had a, a little bit of success, I think, in making some progress um, with, a, with a little P, not a capital P. And um, if you recall, there were two separate ideas I was I was trying to push forward at the, at the same time. One was around this notion of capturing environmental attributes and benefits of small scale systems um, through what we are currently referring to as a distributed REC, which is uh, derived uh, along the lines of a traditional renewable energy certificate, which, uh, you know, as you both know, is this uh, idea of proving that energy is generated from a renewable source. And a lot of small scale systems, even though they might have outsized impacts locally, um, that currently is not an option to monetize those those environmental benefits. And so uh, I, along with two other partners, have been looking at uh, how we might be able to design this product. Uh, And a lot of it rests around who the off taker will be for these these DREGs. And our initial hypothesis has been that the larger uh, tech companies who happen to have some capital uh, are interested in achieving their renewable targets in uh, emerging markets, in addition to the more developed countries in which they operate, uh, are willing to try new models. Um, they've kind of been our, our, our target. And we've had um, a little bit of traction with some of the larger tech companies. Um, they've expressed some interest some, uh, in, in working with us to try and develop this idea a little bit further. Um, and so our next step actually is to pull together a small uh, focus group, if you will, of, of three to four tech companies. Um, we've got potentially two signed up. Um, we're working on the other two. And uh, the idea is to, to bring that focus group together and use them as a sounding board over the next several weeks uh, to test a few ideas and see which might be um, that might be the most amenable for a potential pilot. Um, and of course, I think part of the challenge there too is that they all have different priorities in terms of geography and their sustainability goals. And the hope is that we can find a common denominator uh, amongst those four, um, identify a region, and um, figure out how we can actually test out this DREC product. 
and uh, and developed along the lines that that is something that they can use for their sustainability reporting. So it, it's been a bit of a challenge, um, you know, corralling these these companies and and you know naturally I think the folks that we need to deal with have a lot of other stuff going on. And I think part of, that's part of the challenge and maybe frustration that I feel sometimes is that you know I'm trying to get an hour with someone and they've got a million other priorities. And, you know, frankly, we're not in a position yet where we are offering something that's of significant value because we're pretty early in the cycle. And so it's quite easy for folks to kind of push this aside and say, well, come back to us in a few weeks or, or let's connect for half an hour. And then, you know, then it's hard to get another meeting for several weeks. And so um, that's been something that has been a bit of an adjustment for me mentally because, you know, as you both know, coming from GE, doors tended to open. Um, when you when you showed the meatball, as we would say, and uh, here coming as an individual from a company that basically doesn't exist, uh, has been uh, a significant uphill battle. And uh, so I've actually I've actually you know had a chance to speak with uh, some other folks who have gone through this process, uh, almost like a support group, if you will. Um, and that, that's been very helpful because it's a great way to sort of vent my frustration it, with some of the challenges that uh, I've been seeing with getting traction. With what the is their advice? Process. Any any pointers on the best ways to getting these difficult doors to open faster? Well, you know, they said that uh, it's quite typical to actually have uh, initial meetings with clients where you get a lot of head nodding and and uh, on you know the proposition, the value prop, and how it might benefit them. But then follow-up meetings become very difficult, and it's it's just one of those things where persistence pays off. And you know, if you if you get to a hundred initial meetings, maybe you get the you know two or three that will actually take a bite of the apple, um, and that just requires time. Uh, one of the the founders that I actually spoke with said that um, you know oftentimes the the challenge is to be able to withstand, have the patience to keep going until you get to that point where you get that first bite of the apple or just decide, you know what, I will actually pilot uh, your, your technology or your solution. And he says that oftentimes what happens is people tend to pull back just before that spike. Uh, so they keep trying and they, they keep banging their head against the wall. And then they, you know, there's that period where it, it was about to happen, but it didn't because they pulled back. And uh, he told me that the general, he found that the general rule of thumb was that you have to give yourself about a thousand days. Um, to keep trying and see if you can feel like you're making a little bit of progress because it generally takes that much time for people who are not uh, in immediate need of your services um, to, to try and, and uh, decide that they, yes, they want to work with you. Um, and so that, that's, been, that's been comforting, I think, for me because uh, it's very unusual to switch gears and you know, go from, I guess, having the ability to make progress quickly in a large organization and and using the, the brand name to open doors and make things happen to now being an individual uh, and trying to do the same thing at the same rate and 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 feeling a little bit frustrated that that it's not happening and I think I think having those people around has been uh, very helpful and just keeping me mentally sane as I try to make a little bit of progress. Yeah. So you know, just backing up a little bit. So for our listeners who don't know what the the meatball is, that's GE employee slang for the. GE logo, which looks like a spaghetti and meatball package. So um, you said you're selling these, these you're, you're trying to, to create a market for these D-Recs, right? Um, which by the way, you shouldn't call Drek, which is the Yiddish and probably also German word for garbage. So don't sell Drek. No, that's good um, But uh, how in your pitch do you 
put that together with the digital system you're trying to build for this these distributed um, energy or distributed you know water plays that you're also building what's the how do you frame this there are a lot of things going on right well the the our, our premise our, our leap of faith in, in this concept is that the reason we have not seen distributed project developers be able to capture the environmental value that they are providing with these small scale system is the transaction cost around the verification and, and um, uh, just making sure that the the certificates that are coming from these systems are valid. And our view is that software in this case can help with the verification process. So if we are able to use some type of secure platform, potentially blockchain, that uh, we can connect to these small scale systems and, and uh, you know, not necessarily use- I, I thought you said it wasn't Drek. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, we're still let, let me say that we are let me preface this with we are still trying to understand if there are elements of blockchain which there you be go. <laughs> attributable to, to our solution I think one thing that we find interesting is the notion of a smart contract um, because obviously there's there's a bit of overhead that goes into not only generating the certificate but uh, when, a, when an off taker decides to to capture the value you effectively cancel that certificate and right now, that's a pretty manual process. Um, it's basically right. one step up from spreadsheets. And so the thought is that this idea of a smart contract could help us manage the ledger around these certificates. And uh, in addition, if we're able to somehow piggyback on the deployment of these small-scale systems, we're able to, you know, we're able to actually generate this data um, in a lower-cost manner. And if we're able to you know, add additional features, say you know, geospatial tagging, GPS coordinates, things like that, um, perhaps we can make it easier to, to validate and verify that these projects are actually And so that, that's where I think the software marries with this idea of, of a DREC and, and allows us to potentially capture some of this value from these small-scale systems. I think the challenge now we're facing actually is this notion of additionality. And so a lot of the RE100 companies or the, the, the 100 started as 100 companies that were, uh, that signed up to go 100% renewable. And I think now it's, it's more something like 200, 240 companies, but the, the challenge they have is that they want to show that the investments they are making in renewable energy is actually generating new and new investment in the marketplace and that they are not buying renewable energy from existing plants that are already out there, but they're actually pushing the, the, the planet, if you will, to higher levels of renewable penetration. And with small-scale systems, that's, that's a little bit of a challenge. And the, the idea that we're sort of toying with now is how can we develop potentially a funding mechanism that these off-takers can, can buy into? Um, and that funding platform will then go and, and help finance these distributed-scale projects. And because of the, the, the equity commitment or perhaps even debt that these companies are putting into this financing vehicle, they are getting the distributed recs in return. And so they have a little bit of additionality because without their money, uh, those projects would not have been financed. Um, they are receiving these, these distributed recs, so they have environmental claims to the power that is being generated by these small scale systems. And they're also making a little bit of a return. So it's uh, easier sell to the treasuries of some of these companies that it's not just an entire, you know, expenditure that there is some money potentially coming in. And so I think now we're, we're in the process of weaving together this value proposition around, is there a way for us to you know, develop this financing platform, allow these off takers to invest in these small scale projects, that investment gives them the right of ownership to these distributed recs, uh, and they also earn a little bit of return. And 
the software is the, the, the grease that makes these wheels turn, um, that reduces the overhead and the administrative cost to manage this whole system. And so that's, that's I think, where that concept is, is maybe starting to, starting to take shape. And, and right now, it's still early stages. So going back to the focus group, our hope is these three or four companies that we can bring together that are willing to try these, these new models in, in these emerging markets. Um, this is something that we can, we can test and refine and, and potentially even put an MVP in place um, where we can go identify region, identify a few developers, and, and see if this works. How do you expect the DREX to provide value without an established market to sell them in to begin with? So we are, at the beginning, relying on the stated goals of these companies that they simply want to reach some level of renewable penetration or renewable usage. So in the beginning, uh, you know, right now, they, a lot of them have high levels of, of renewable usage, but they tend to be from very established markets where you have things like power purchase agreements, which you can utilize. In other areas where they have operations like Southeast Asia, um, but there is not, a, there's not a similar model around power purchase, things like that. They are looking ways to, to reach their goals. And so this is, is really just a way for, for them to, to kind of further that, that uh, idea. So we're, we're effectively trying to create a market where wetness exists at the moment. Um, the hope is that we can get to enough critical mass where we can start building a marketplace where developers are incentivized to actually work with us um, to begin monetizing these environmental attributes. But we're, we're, of course, not there yet. Do you think a marketplace like this can be created uh, with uh, pure private sector involvement? Or do you think there will be a need for government involvement or you know, World Bank multinational involvement of some kind to really get it started? Having regulators establish the right framework to drive significant growth in distributed power always helps, Marco. I think part of the challenge we are seeing is that the market naturally has tended to large-scale systems. In many of the countries we're looking at, in Southeast Asia, Sub-Saharan Africa, scale systems is very difficult. But there aren't necessarily a lot of incentives in place to really catalyze growth on the smaller side either. And so I think where this would really help is if we had, uh, you know, things like uh, established uh, net metering or feed-in tariffs for small-scale systems, for example, as a starting point, um, where it made financial sense to begin building small-scale systems. That would help us certainly be able to disperse some of this potential investment money a lot faster um, and, you know, provide these, generate these environmental attributes, which these companies can then use as part of their claims around sustainability. Um, and we're seeing a little bit of that. For example, Thailand just has a, has a new net metering policy, but unfortunately the, the value that, that people get from exporting power to the grid is significantly less than uh, what it costs to buy power from the grid. And, and so, you know, whereas maybe a more traditional net metering would have simply just run the meter back as power is exported to the grid. Um, so you're basically getting paid the same amount as it, as it costs to buy. Um, so in those instances, I think, you know, we were probably seeing slower growth than, than we would like. And, and Thailand is, is, for example, is a country that a lot of tech companies have growing operations. And, um, and I think, you know, are interested in seeing what they can do in terms of renewable procurement there. Um, but uh, the market isn't necessarily as favorable as it could be to growth in small scale systems. I want to make sure I understand actually the, the business model you're selling now. So are you, are you, is Locktricity planning to provide digital smarts to distributed energy or water management, you know, units, or is Locktricity planning to provide a platform to sell DREX 
or is Locktricity planning to provide DREX as sort of a sweetener to the to the digital smarts platform? What's the? I'm a little bit confused on what the. Uh, so, so going back, uh, Michael, to, to when we started the conversation, I mentioned there are two separate ideas that I'm exploring at the moment. Uh, one is this notion of Locktricity, which is a provider of small-scale power solutions with a digital platform that will help optimize how that power is used in those environments. And the second one was this notion of a distributed rec. And interestingly, the distributed rec conversation actually started as a use case when I was describing Locktricity, because one of the challenges I was struggling with was, in addition to just a general value propositions that we always talk about on, around small scale systems, namely res resiliency, the ability to provide more affordable power, um, more sustainability locally. Um, were there other ways for us to capture that value? And, and I thought, well, there must be some way for us to take this concept of a rec and apply it to these small scale systems. That in turn started its own set of conversations and that has spun off into a, a separate line of thinking around could there be a venture that has formed to manage that supply of distributed recs, generate and, and manage the supply of distributed recs. So that has, has taken a life of its own. In parallel, I'm still trying to push forward on this notion of, of what electricity could be this you know, supplier of, of small scale power solutions and digital intelligence. And in that instance, um, you know, there has been a, uh, also a little bit of progress. Um, I have a few upcoming meetings um, that hopefully will, will shed a little more light on whether or not some of the initial applications that I thought um, could benefit from something like this will, are, are actually indeed <laughs> applications that have um, an interest in, in piloting some of this. So for example, there is a, an incubator here in California called AgStart which is looking at uh, new technologies to employ in the agricultural space. Um, and uh, in the past, they have um, supported one or two energy companies that have looked at uh, the intersection of, of energy and water, um, but they have not explicitly supported companies that are looking to deploy power generation units. And so I have a meeting with them upcoming um, in the next few weeks to, to discuss whether or not um, there would be any interest on their side to see if this is a model that they would be um, possibly supporting and uh, also to use them as a way to generate some leads into the agriculture space, um, which I know I've mentioned to you both in the past has been a little bit difficult for me to, to break into. Right. right. Uh, but, but the thought is even if I'm able to, to deploy these electricity systems, I could still envision an, a, a, a scenario where that system will use the, the DREC platform to generate these distributed recs and sell them into a marketplace. And so in some sense, there actually is a little bit of overlap, you know, going back to that's how this, this, this actually started as, as two separate potential ventures, uh, one spinning out of the other effectively. Uh, Got it. But that's, that's not something that uh, you know, I have, I'm not really at a position yet, I think, where I'm comfortable putting all my eggs in, in either of those two baskets. And, and when, so you, when you said at the beginning of the, of the conversation, when you said two ideas, I thought the second one you were referring to was actually what we had talked about last time, which is this idea of, um, having a, uh, I forget what you called it, sort of a, a, a blueprint almost for a, you know, plug and play um, mini grid or plug and play distributed energy, uh, you know, installation. Um, and and you're right. That, co that is, yes. And you're right. That is very much one of those ideas. The other one being the 
is it possible for us to capture the environmental benefits of yeah. those small scale systems? And, and like I said, you know, originally the genesis of this whole conversation was me trying to it, capture that value in the electricity value proposition so that the electricity software would help generate these environmental wrecks. Uh, and it turns out that there's probably a lot more scale that, that we can generate uh, by going after not just electricity distributed systems, but ones that are deployed by others as well. And so that became a separate tangential conversation on developing a platform for that. But I, I still very much am interested in seeing uh, where I can get traction the quickest between these two. Got it. So you're, you're pursuing sort of, I don't know, two and a half paths kind of. Yes. Got it. That's a lot. It is. It is. And, and I certainly know that a lot of folks have told me that at some point it's going to require some focus. I feel like at the moment, because both are in fairly early stages, I, I don't feel like I'm in really in a position yet to select one over the other. And it, because they are quite symbiotic, I, I feel like it'd be nice to see if, if it would be possible to get a little bit of traction in both. And perhaps, you know, learning, learnings in one can influence the other and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's still the 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 modus operandi at the moment, um, where I'd like to see if I can push a little bit forward, and and hopefully one of these will will I'll get to that first bite of the apple, and I can then dedicate my efforts to to pushing that forward. That sounds perfectly sensible. It's a very pragmatic strategy, Ricky. I certainly hope so. Great. Well, thanks, and uh, good luck. You know, we'll uh, we'll continue to learn more. And look Thank forward you both, to the next always. update. Thanks, Ricky. Take thanks, care. Michael. Thanks, Marco. Bye. Hey, this is Michael again. We hope you enjoyed the episode. You know what I'm going to ask. Please share on social, share with a friend, let other people know about it. Thanks. Stay curious.